Psalm 95. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms and the great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he has made it, and his hands form the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight as we approach in worship, and may we just drop any of the worries, anxieties, frustrations that we've had today so that we might come and sing unto you and to sing joyfully, remembering the things that you have done for us, the things that you will do. And may you get all the glory for it. We need to remember who you are, that this isn't some trivial thing, this isn't some religion, but this is a reflection of the relationship that you started with us through your son. And it's by your grace that we're even here to sing these words. So may all that are in here tonight and even the children just sing praises of adoration and thanksgiving. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
stop the Lord Almighty? For who can 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 stop the
Thanks so much for coming to tonight's uh, night of prayer and worship. You can go ahead and have a seat, and we're going to move into a time of prayer. We've got uh, these books for you as a gift uh, tonight. It's a 40-day uh, prayer guide for our nation to kind of stir some thoughts and ways and areas to pray for our, our nation. So maybe tonight you weren't aware of what you're getting into. You're like, I thought this was a normal uh, Wednesday night uh, service. As we're dedicating tonight to seek God's heart in prayer and also in worship and believing that God's going to meet us in a powerful way. So our first prayer topic tonight comes from Luke chapter 10. Jesus told us uh, to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into the field. And Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful. And if you uh, do gardening at all, maybe you do some gardening in your backyard. We, we have a garden in our backyard. There's a lot of work that goes to getting to the place of harvest, isn't there? You got to prepare the soil. You got to plant the seed. You got to water it. Wait for God to give the increase. But then the harvest does come and you've got to go out and you've got to harvest it. You've got to do the work of then getting those green beans or getting the squash or getting the, the tomatoes. And Jesus is saying, the, the harvest is ready. The harvest is plentiful. I've, the fruit's already there. I just need people that are willing to labor in the field. And so we're going to break up into prayer groups and quickly introduce yourselves. But then to think of some areas of need uh, in our church, but in our community throughout the world where you go, man, this is really dark. Maybe it's on your heart tonight. Uh, it's teenagers and all that they're, they're going through. You know, high school, junior high students that were so glad that you guys are with us tonight. And maybe you think of your school and you're headed into the school year and you go, man, my, my school is really, really dark. Pray that God would raise up laborers for, for, for the school. And, and so it's an important thing. Jesus asked us to pray for it, to pray earnestly. Uh, Pastor Sean just got back from Ch Czech Republic and was ministering uh, with Calvary Chapel uh, in Czech Republic. And he was talking about the spiritual darkness that's there in the Czech Republic. And, and maybe there's a particular country that's on your heart that God would raise up laborers, that he would raise up people to, to go into the field. But be encouraged, the harvest is there, you know. It's already there. God's just wanting uh, laborers. In a particular area for, for our church, if we could lift up laborers for children's ministry, junior high and high school, God's blessed us with so many amazing children in our church, but we need laborers. We need people that have a heart to really be workers in their lives. But please allow the Spirit to put those topics in your heart and mind. Now, now you may really want to be running for the exit because you're like, what does he mean by prayer groups? And I don't, I don't, I've never prayed out loud. I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. What we're going to do is just stand up and we'll naturally break up into groups of five or seven or so. Quickly introduce yourself. There's going to be a timer up here on the screens. It's a five minute timer and that kind of just to, to lead us in our prayer groups. And then Billy's going to go back into a time of worship. And then as you feel led, you don't have to pray out loud. We're trusting that there's going to be two or three people that are, that are in your group that do feel led to, to pray out loud. And just whatever area is on your heart, this is an area where I know that there needs to be the laborers, then speak that out to the Lord. And maybe this is something that you've never done before, but you feel the Holy Spirit moving in your heart, in your life. Uh, this is what I would encourage you not to do as we go to break up for prayer groups like this is my polite time where I can leave, you know? Like, I came for a Bible study, and they're not giving me a Bible study tonight, so I'm going to go over to King Supers and get my shopping done, okay? Because Bible study is good, and it's really important to be in Bible study. But if we're in Bible study, it should produce a heart for worship, shouldn't it? 
it should produce a heart for prayer. And I think we would all agree that our country needs it so much, you know, that God would raise up laborers in all facets of society to share the name, name of Jesus Christ. So let's get over our awkwardness. Let's get over the fact that I may not know you. I may not like you. You know, all those things. They may not like me, all that. And just put ourselves to the side, get into some prayer groups and pray together. Sound good? Amen. So let's stand up. Let's find groups of five to seven. Quickly introduce yourself and then someone start praying and leading out.
desires tonight than our hearts. For us to be in close relationship with Him, to have the fullness of Christ, the fullness of joy, the fullness of peace. And He's reaching out His hand. And all we have to do is, is reach out and grab it. to push through ourselves. You know, we worship a God that never changes, that's always the same. The only thing that changes is us. So whether or not you feel Him tonight, whatever that means, sometimes it takes a, an act of our will to push aside our pride, to push aside our fear, to push aside our stress, whatever we're going through and really reach out and open up our hearts 
to what the Lord wants to do tonight. That's a scary thing. To give up control. To let God do what he does. But we have an eternal hope we can cling to. His promises are true. Romans 8 says that he works all things for the good of those who love him. With that promise right there, that should be enough. For us to give up our pride, to give up our selfishness and just reach out and take hold of what God's giving us tonight. So we're going to continue to worship. And whether you're a believer or not, just challenge you tonight to really press into God's presence, press into his spirit. Whatever is happening outside of this building is outside of this building. We're here right now. And our attention, our adoration, our focus should be on Jesus Christ alone.
So we're going to do a, a new song tonight that we haven't done here before. Uh, and the chorus says, Take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. Amen. Hold on to your hope. Let your triumph unfold. He's never failing. And um, as there's just so much uncertainty in our lives and, and in our country right now and uh, so many battles going on individually tonight, I just really wanted to, to read some verses just to reiterate that, that our God is never failing, um, that he holds the stars in his hands and we're just waiting for our, our triumph to unfold, our victory, the return of Christ. Um, so Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. And that's a truth we can cling to every day. Um, and the last one, just two scriptures, um, is Psalm 27, 6. And it says, so I will triumph over my enemies around me. With shouts of joy, I offer sacrifices, I will sing, and I will praise the Lord. I mean, something that's really cool about the life of David is, if you look through the Psalms, the majority of the Psalms uh, start with David uh, just crying out to God, like, God, where are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Uh, and something happens in David's life to at the end of the Psalms, he always is rejoicing. And it's always, I've always been curious about what that is. Like, did this psalm take a year to write? Did it take a week to write? And we just don't know. But David's spirit and David's oneness with the Lord uh, was so strong that even in the midst of the battle, he could still turn his mind and force his attention to praising God. And that's what it takes sometimes. So for, for those of you who are in the battle tonight who are... are um, just in the middle of it, sifting through it, I just want to encourage you, again, to just reach out to God um, because there's only a matter of time before he's going to bring you out of that. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of it is up to us to turn our attention um, to try and, and find what God is trying to teach us in that trial. And there's so many trials that happen day in and day out in the life of, of Christians and in just our life as, as humans in general. Um, but how sweet is it that we can turn to God, and that He is making all things work together for our good. And so that's why we're here tonight. We're worshiping uh, Jesus for what He's done for us, for what He's doing, for what He's going to do. Um, and, and tonight's just the beginning. Tonight's not the end. So for those of you are, who are in it, um, who aren't in it, I'm sure you're going to be back in it soon. It's a, it's a vicious cycle. Um, but we can rest uh, in the hope of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Go ahead and have a seat. Let's do it. That song just described that he's in the waiting. And let's take a few moments to wait upon the Lord in prayer. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you're with us. That your promise is that where two or three are gathered, that you're in our midst. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live inside of us. That you know us better than we know ourselves. Jesus, we thank you that you're our atonement. You're the propitiation for our sins. God, we wait upon you. Let's be still before the Lord and Allow the Holy Spirit an opportunity to speak to your heart what the message that he has for you tonight. If you're in that place tonight in your Christian life where you just feel defeated, maybe there's a particular area of sin that you've struggled with for years, tried everything to experience victory, and tonight feeling condemnation as we're worshiping and believe that it's God's heart to minister to you, to encourage you, to do a work in your life. Sometimes we forget the power of Christ's life in the Gospels. We have the leper that was cleansed. Jesus has the power to cleanse the leper, heal sickness and disease. So many of those instances in the Gospels, we find people in desperation crying out to Christ the blind men on the road saying, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. The crowd was wanting to quiet them. They cried the louder. Jesus was gracious. We can't fix ourselves. We can't try hard enough to get over an area of sin. And if you're in that place tonight, I'd ask you just to raise your hand to raise it high and hold it up and then we're going to ask people to come around you and pray and you're saying, I'm just defeated. I've beat up. I can't get over this area. I desire victory in this area of my life. Jesus, have mercy upon me. If you feel led to respond and for some reason you're afraid, I just encourage you right now just to lift your hand to God and say, God, you see and you know. 
you see somebody around you that has your, their hands raised, would you go put a hand on their shoulder? Let's make sure that everybody has a, someone praying for them. There's some right here in the center, some in the back, some over here. So let's look around. If there's some in the cafe or the upper room, just pray with me and we lift these up to prayer. Jesus, you see each person. You know them. You see their hand raised to them and we rally around them as brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, knowing our own struggles, our own failures, and Lord, we cry out to you, Jesus, have mercy upon us and do a work in us that we can't do in ourselves. And you know the specific area of defeat. Lord, you know how they've they've tried everything that they can think of, everything in their own strength, and yet it seems to be the same cycle of sin. And so God, we're, we're lifting them up to you. We're crying out together and ask that you would intervene, God. And it may be that tonight that you bring deliverance, Lord, that there would be greater victory in their life. Lord, it may be that you strengthen them to, to walk in greater discipline through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we don't know the details, but we see in the gospels, you, Jesus, responding to people that were in need of you. And we do pray over them, the God, that you would bind the work of the enemy. Jesus, please bind the work of the enemy, the lies. Maybe they're even doubting if they're your child. May you minister to them in a deep, deep way. So we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One of the things that is on my heart to pray for is unity. And we see a country that is extremely divided. In some ways, for a long time, we've seen a lot of believers be divided. We're more into our individual church than the church as a whole, the body of Christ as a whole. And as things have become unraveled in the country, I find more and more uh, camaraderie among believers that goes beyond the name that's on the church or the church walls. And I'm talking about churches that are committed to Christ, committed to the word, word of God. And I think believers are going to have to come together in a greater way in the times that we live in. And Jesus prayed for the unity of the church because as we love one another, then unbelievers see the Father's love. So that, that was on Christ's heart. He, he prayed for that. And one of the things that we're desiring to see happen in our country is there be unity. There's so much factions, but you know where that unity is going to come from? It's going to only come from the gospel. It's only found in the name of Jesus. That's what we're longing for. And the unity is going to be a byproduct as people's hearts are turned to Jesus. There's no way that all of us would be gathered in this room tonight if it wasn't for Christ. We have some two and three-year-olds. We've got 15-year-olds. And we've got some not-so-15-year-olds, okay? All different walks of life. We're all gathered here because of love for Christ. So we're going to go out of our comfort zone for just a minute. If you're physically able, if not, the Lord sees your heart. We're going to get on our knees and we're going to cry out for the unity of the church and the unity of of our nation. And then when we're done in prayer, we're going to head into a time of communion. So would you join me on your knees and let's go to the Lord in prayer.
Father, we come before you and Lord, we see so much division, division in our own hearts and division in the church and division, Lord, in our country. And we just come before you as believers asking that you would forgive us for being divided as your children. And Lord, would you help us to really understand what it means to be a unit, to be for one another, to love one another, the way the Father loves the Son and the way that you, Jesus, love the Father. We thank you for the unity of churches here in Colorado Springs, and we just pray that you would continue to bring us closer together as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we would be more committed to one another. We pray for healing and relationships through the body of Christ, where there's fraction between groups and fraction between believers, that you'd bring healing and restoration and relationship, and that we would be open to the move of the Spirit to bring us together in a way that we haven't seen in our lifetime. Lord, we thank you for the unity that we enjoy here at Rocky Mountain with one another, and we just pray that you would bless that, that you'd multiply that, that you would continue to cause our love to abound, that we would love in a way that we haven't yet experienced, that you would enhance our, our relationships with, with one another through the power of the Spirit. And God, we see a, very much a divided country, and we know that that's a result of walking away from you. Lord, there's no politician, there's no amount of money, there's no education that's going to fix this division. It's only going to come through the name of Jesus. So we pray that there would be a hunger for the knowledge of Christ, a desire to truly know you, that you would stir that in the hearts and the minds of people. We pray for those that have checked you off, that they would have a desire, those that have never considered you. We pray that there would be a hunger and thirst for your word, that there would be a desire to be in the scriptures, to really search you out in, in the scriptures. So God, as we're here on our knees, we're just acknowledging that you're our Lord. We're submitting our hearts to you, and with our bodies, we're, we're acknowledging afresh that you are our God. We thank you for hearing our prayers. We pray that you would move us to this, this posture of kneeling before you regularly and often. God, we need you, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. Man, it's harder and harder to get up. <laughs> We're going to move into a time of communion here, the, the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. If you were here on Saturday and Sunday, as we started the book of Habakkuk, we were challenged from the word to go there in our relationship with the Lord. Kind of what this song is talking about, that the Lord's in the waiting, that he's in, in the wrestling and the broken parts of our lives and the questions that we have to really come to, to, to God's presence. And the communion table is a special, special place. Junior high students, high school students, man, communion is, is a wonderful time with the Lord to stop and to consider his broken body and his, his shed blood. And it's easy for us just to rush through communion, but I would encourage you to go there with the Lord tonight. Whatever's going on in your heart and your life and the praise that you have, sometimes going there with the Lord is not just with all of the difficulties. Maybe you're really blessed tonight. 
And Jesus tells us, love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul and your strength. And take time to adore the Lord as you hold these communion elements. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising again. Thank you that my sins are forgiven. As I lift this cup, I'm celebrating your forgiveness. As there's questions, take those to the Lord. As there's confessions, God, this is where my heart is not right. One of the beautiful things about communion is God wants us to examine ourselves. Why? Because it's so easy for our heart to get in the wrong place. I'm covetous. I've got my priorities messed up. I've allowed this to become more important than the Lord. And not out of condemnation, but out of a point of saying, God, I'm checking in with you. I want to be, be close with you. And as the Lord reveals those things, you confess those to the Lord and receive his forgiveness afresh. The last instruction we have with communion is you celebrate, you declare his death till he comes. There's an aspect with communion that's future, where we're looking forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. So we look back on the cross, we look within our hearts, and then we look forward to Christ's soon return. We should leave tonight in celebration because Christ has risen. So as we continue in worship, there's the elements here in communion for you to be able to come as you feel led. Don't be in a hurry. Go back to a quiet place in the sanctuary. You can kneel, you can sit, and spend that time uh, with the Lord. We're going to be available as a ministry team here in the front. This is a time to receive prayer, to ask for prayer. As God's stirring in your heart, take advantage of that and, and ask for prayer. So, Father, would you bless this time of communion? We just slow down the pace of our lives, our thoughts. We, we fix them upon you, Jesus. You're the bread of life. Minister to our hearts. We draw near to you. Thank you for your promise to draw near to us. In Jesus' name, amen.
You by me. 